27, 27, ladies and gents, welcome to podcast episode 27, and I'll be honest with you, I've been holding this one back, because for such a long time, you know, for fucking 26 episodes so far, we've touched on a myriad of different topics, but we haven't touched on the elephant in the room when it comes to what I do and why I do it. We haven't touched on diets, we haven't touched on shakes, we haven't touched on any of those things so far, not in any great detail anyway. And for those of you that are maybe listening to this podcast or any of my podcasts for the first time, for those of you that are maybe here because of other things that I've put up directing you towards this, and for those of you curious as to why I have such a strong opinion when it comes to dieting and temporary measures, hopefully this this will be the podcast that sheds some light on that. And I pray, I hope that this is the podcast that changes your mind. That the diet you were thinking of doing is now no longer something you're thinking of doing through listening to this. So sit back, relax, enjoy. Enjoy the rantiness potentially of what the next 25 minutes holds. And fingers crossed, I can convince you that dieting is a fucking stupid idea. So let me tell you a story. The thing that triggered this, the thing that kind of made me go, you know what, I'm going to record it, was I was on Facebook the other day, and as we do, was scrolling through my newsfeed, and I suddenly saw a Facebook friend of mine posted on a group saying, does anybody know the closest, um, I don't know if I'm allowed to say names, and I don't want to get myself in trouble in that regard, so I'm just going to say a local popular shake diet representative uh to which comments were try this person this person this person etc or and thankfully one person commented saying no don't do it to which the said friend turned around and said uh, i've already been doing it i just need a resupply and it triggered my train of thought to then go down this road again to go you know what i need to do a podcast about this i need to kind of delve a little bit deeper into why my opinion is what it is not just with regards to shake diets but with regards to diets in general because i've done videos on it previously i've touched on stuff like that previously and i think throughout all of the episodes so far i've never really gone into why my approach is what it is because i have a hatred for these kind of diets because i've done them in the past uh, to unsuccessful means and because of the damage that they create because it's not just a victimless crime a victimless act when you know you drink some shakes and replace your meals for a few months and you think oh i achieved it brilliant but then you don't achieve it because you revert to how things were previously and so you then regain the weight but you regain the weight with this twisted perception of dieting now we spoke previously about the sunk cost fallacy about this this thing of going, right, the more effort, the more money and time you put into something, then the harder it is to let it go. And this is the vicious cycle that people go through with regards to fat loss clubs, you know, and some diets, to be honest. They go through this cycle of spending their money, achieving some results, r- relapsing, you know, stopping doing it, regaining the weight. And so they think that the only way that they can lose it again is to go back on said diet. Completely blind, completely oblivious to the fact that it was actually the diet that was the problem. 
But they think that they're the problem. They think it's their willpower. They think it's their mindset. They think they just didn't want it hard enough. And so they blame themselves, not the process, not the approach. They blame themselves. They beat themselves up. And the only way they can think of to fix that problem is to go straight back to the very thing that actually caused the issue in the first place. Now, reason number one why I hate these shake diets is because of sustainability. Now, from a financial perspective, it is very, very costly to introduce one of these diets into your life. Far more costly than your diet is at the moment. You know, and this is why I'm such an advocate for using your current diet. And I don't mean diet as in, you know, lose weight. I mean your current diet, the way you eat at the moment. It's why I'm such an advocate for looking at that in the first place. And to go a little bit deeper into that, I use the analogy of a punctured tire. Instead of focusing on repairing the puncture, instead of focusing on the reasons why you gained the weight in the first place, your piss poor habits with movement and your shit habits in relation to what you eat and the amount of calories you consume, instead of doing that, you're just putting more air in the tire in the form of doing a diet, papering over those things or fucking them off for a couple of months before they then come back in again. So these kind of diets aren't sustainable from a lifestyle perspective because you're not going to keep doing them because they're so far removed from how you like to live your life. And if any of you want to know how you like to live your life, look at what you're doing when you're not doing anything. Look at what you're doing when you're not on a diet. Look at what you're doing when you're not thinking about fat loss. When you are just living your life, that's what I call your default. It's your default because it's what you enjoy. You're eating the foods you like, you're doing the things you do, and the routine, unless of course you have a particularly fracturous relationship with food, etc., is what you do. Therefore, any approach you take must adhere very, very closely to your default. Too far away from it, it's unsustainable. And yes, we've got to change habits. Yes, we've got to change routines. You know, we've got to change relationships. But we can do that while using what you currently eat and how you currently move. We don't need to absolutely wipe the slate clean and start all over again because it just won't work. Small changes are what make the big, big difference, not this sudden overhaul, because we will always revert to type. Too much change, it's too much, it's too soon, and so we crumble, we fail. So the actual act of completely replacing your diet, completely replacing all of the foods you enjoy, or you know, completely replacing certain foods that you enjoy with these shakes and with you know a, a completely removed approach you know taking all the carbohydrates away even though you fucking love carbohydrates and there's absolutely no reason to take them away more on that later but you know removing meals that you enjoy you know you absolutely adore breakfast or you absolutely adore lunch whatever and replacing that with a lower calorie shake is so far removed from how you want to live your life you know if i said to you right never mind achieving the result imagine if you still had to have these shakes Six years down the line, long after you've achieved the result, you'll be like, no, I'm not going to do that. In fact, if you ask most people that do these diets, they will turn around and tell you that, oh, I'm only doing it because I need a quick fix. I need to lose the weight and then I'll fix, you know, that will then help me get some results under my belt. I'll feel more focused. I'll, I'll care more. You know, I will have achieved a good amount and then I'll focus on my diet. Someone in this fucking illusion of grandeur that they were going to 
feel different, you know, that suddenly if I'm 10, 20 pounds lighter, I will suddenly feel completely different about life and I will suddenly want to make these changes because I'll be able to see my genitals. It doesn't work like that. So reason number one is sustainability. But the other side of sustainability, as previously mentioned, is the financial side of things. It's fucking expensive to be spending your money over and over again on these shakes. So it's not just unsustainable from a lifestyle perspective, it's unsustainable from a financial one. Reason number two is you are papering over the actual issue. As I said, it's, you know, the, it's a bandage for a bullet wound. You're not fixing any of the issues that cause weight gain in the first place. That's the equivalent of going, oh, my marriage is shit. You know, we, we fight all the time. You know, we don't have sex. We don't talk to each other. Everything's crap. You know what I'm going to do? I'm going to stop off at the garage. I'm going to bring home some flowers, right? So you bring home the flowers. You know, all of a sudden, oh, hubby, thank you so, so much. That's lovely. I can't believe you brought those flowers back for me. That's such a lovely thought. And for five minutes, everything feels like it's fine. Everything feels like it's good because you did a nice thing. But you're papering over the fundamental issues within the relationship, the lack of communication, the lack of physical contact, and all the other things that go wrong when relationships go wrong. You're not actually fixing any of the issues you had. You're not listening to each other. You're not working through your individual issues. You're just papering over it with some cut flowers. Diets, shakes, temporary measures to reduce fat loss, or sorry, to elicit fat loss, will never ever be sustainable and they will never ever fix the root issue. And the funny thing is, Going back to what I said previously about people, you know, sorry, I'm jumping between here, but about people that do them going, oh, I'm just going to do it temporarily and then I'll fix my relationship with food, you know, then I'll, then I'll worry about my diet. Then I'll, I will naturally eat cleaner. I'll naturally have a better diet because I'll be so proud of what I've achieved. I want to keep it. Imagine starting a relationship, you know, you meet someone, you start talking, then you start dating, then, you know, the wheels start turning and you move in together. And then after moving in together, you then kind of go through all of the things of a relationship. You know, you have children, you get a dog, a fish, whatever, you know, you start picking out furniture together, you do all of these things. Imagine doing all of that with the mindset of, I'm going to do this temporarily. Someday I will fuck this all off. Nobody goes into a relationship with a temporary mindset. Every single person, whether you are divorced, whether you have been through God knows how many relationships, every single one that you allowed to progress, you allowed it to progress because you thought it was going to be forever. You thought that was it. You never planned, oh, I'm just going to be with you for a bit until something better comes along. Because why the fuck would you move in together? Why the fuck would you build a life together? And your relationship with your diet is exactly the same way. Why the fuck are you bringing in these temporary measures, these shakes, these things which you know damn well you're not going to keep doing? Why are you bringing these things in when you know you're not going to stick to them? When you're going, oh, I know I'm going to bring carbs back in, but for now I'm going to get rid of them. You know, why are you going, oh, I'm, I'm not going to have alcohol, fucking dry January. I'm not going to have alcohol, but I, I'm going to have lots of alcohol on the 1st of February. Or I'm not going to have chocolate, I'm not going to have takeaways. Well, are you going to have takeaways in six months' time, two years' time? Well, yeah, of course. Okay, right, well, why the fuck are you cutting them out now? Carbohydrates, whatever, like I said, and shakes. Oh, you know, I'm just going to have a shake for lunch for the time being, shake for dinner for the time being, but I'm not going to keep it forever. Right, okay, cool. So 
For now, you're going to live in euphoria or artificial euphoria, achieving your result in your relationship. You know, you're going to temporarily do it, you know, build all of this, spend all of this time, do all this money, all this effort to build a life together, which you know damn well you're going to fuck off within five minutes. It's nonsensical, isn't it? You wouldn't do a relationship, so why the fuck are you doing it with the relationship you have with food? It's exactly the same principle when people go, right, I'm not going to keep going to the gym, but I'm going to I'm gonna go to the gym five days a week for now. I fucking hate exercise. I'm not going to keep doing it, but I need to achieve a result right now, you know? I need to fit into my wedding dress, so I'm going to go to the gym every single fucking day and do exercise I hate, which I'm not going to keep doing it, but I've only got to do it until August when I get married. Well, not so much at the moment because, you know, you can only have like five people there. <laughs> Sorry for everyone that's getting married this year. Obviously, it's been fucking shit for you guys. Sincerely, it's been fucking shit for you guys. But do you see what I mean? It's absolutely nonsensical to take something which is a long-term issue, a long-term thing. You know, your diet, you're going to be eating for the rest of your life and apply a temporary measure to it. It's just fucking ludicrous. And I suppose that brings me nicely on to, I suppose, not the final thing, because there's plenty other rabbit holes I can go down with this. But point number three, the issue I have with this approach. And the issue I have is that it's all a lie. You are led to believe that there is some kind of magic that goes on. You're not told the truth about how all of these diets these temporary approaches work the fundamental principle that exists behind them you know you're you're fed lines about metabolism and thermogenesis and you're fed lines about all of the intricacies that go on about somatypes and all these kind of fucking things when in actual fact the only way your body can reduce its mass. The only way it can reduce its body fat is to place itself in a deficit, an energy deficit to be precise. Your body requires a certain amount of energy every single day. And so, if you give it less energy than it requires, it must find that energy because it's still got to run itself. It can't just stop. And so it will acquire that energy from the reserves that it's stored, namely in the form of body fat. Best example I can give you. Imagine you are on a car journey of 100 miles and you have 100 miles of fuel in your tank. Well, you're going to get to your journey. Just as you get there, you're going to run out. Perfect. That's what's known as maintenance, okay? You've got just the right amount of energy, just the right amount of fuel to get you to your destination. Jobs are good. And when you've achieved your fat loss goals, this is where we need to live our life, okay? There or thereabouts anyway. If you had an, a jerry can in the boot of your car, which held 50 um, liters of fuel, right? So you've got 100 liters in the tank. Your journey requires 100 liters, but you've got an extra 50 in the trunk or in the boot, whatever. Sorry, watch too much American stuff. Then you have a surplus of fuel. You've got more fuel than you need. Therefore, like I said, you've stored it. That jerry can in the boot is the equivalent of body fat on your backside. Okay. Now, imagine your journey is 100 miles. Okay, requires 100 liters. Let's keep it simple for the maths, etc. But imagine you've only got 70 liters in your tank. You're going to run out of fuel before you get there, aren't you? Well, 
that's where the jerry can that you've got in the boot comes in handy. Because what you can then do is use that jerry can, that stored body fat, to fuel the rest of that journey. Ergo, you get to your journey having used some of the stored body fat you've got in your boot, some of the fuel you've got in your boot. And so, I was going to say thus, but I didn't. And so, you reduce your body fat. That is the equivalent of calorie deficit. And that is what every single diet that actually works adheres to. Doesn't matter if you are drinking shakes. If you're drinking shakes, what you're doing is you're replacing your, I don't know, 500 calorie meal. You're replacing that meal with a 200 calorie shake, therefore removing 300 calories from your diet. Ergo, calorie deficit. If you are removing the carbohydrates from your diet, then each gram of carbohydrates is about four calories. Remove all the carbohydrates, what do you do? You remove a shitload of calories. If you remove takeaways from your diet, a highly calorific, nutrient-dense food group, then you're removing a lot of calories from your diet. Same with alcohol. If you're drinking quite a bit, but you remove all of that from your diet, you're reducing your calories. If you go to the gym five times a week, but previously you didn't go to the gym at all, you're burning a load more calories, therefore placing yourself in a calorie deficit another way. I could go on and on and on about this. But the fundamental principle when it comes to reducing your body fat is you have to place yourself in an energy deficit. So your body has to turn to its reserves to complete the journey, to fuel your body for that day, that week, etc. Therefore, using that fundamental science, okay, un unrefuted fundamental science, got fuck all to do with carbohydrate intake, got fuck all to do with meal timing. It literally has everything to do with creating a calorie deficit over time. Using that fundamental science, then if we remove any biases previously um, in, uh, previously put in place by our, you know, our education of diets or lack thereof, if you will, what would you then do based on that knowledge? If I said to you, right, you can eat whatever the hell you like, but all we have to do, the only principle we have to adhere to is to ensure that you are in a calorie deficit. Case in point, you require 2,000 calories per day to maintain. As long as you eat less than 2,000 calories, you're gonna place yourself in a calorie deficit. Let's try and burn a little bit more, so maybe we're burning 2,200, so your body actually requires that amount. And let's say now we reduce, you know, we play around with your diet. So we look at how your diet is and we play around with that. And so you end up eating 1,700 calories per day. You burn 2,200, boom, there is a 500 calorie deficit per day. So let me tell you this, or let me ask you this. If you could achieve the body of your dreams, if you could achieve everything that you wanted to achieve from a physical health perspective, from a fat loss perspective, if you could finally fit into those pair of jeans, fuck, if you could finally feel good in that wedding dress, but you could achieve it eating pizza, having takeaways, having alcohol, having all of these things, but the only fundamental principle you had to adhere to was a calorie deficit. You had to budget, basically. You don't have to remove anything. You can still introduce those foods. You can still have them, but you've just got to be mindful of the amount of energy going in and the amount of energy going out. Wouldn't you rather choose that than to fuck off all the alcohol, fuck off all the chocolate, fuck off all the takeaways, be in the gym seven days a week? Wouldn't that be the ideal approach? For 99.9% .9 of people, of course it would be. In fact, why the fuck did I even say that? For 100% of people, of course it would be. And so that's what I teach. But here's the thing. When it comes to these diets, that ain't sexy. That's not marketable. And that tells people you don't need our product. You don't. 
what you could actually do is just eat the way you normally eat, just make some reductions. But that's not going to sell anything, is it? That's not going to make money. So how can you make money? Easy. You can make money by confusing people. You can make money by spouting what seems like very complicated science, but it's actually bullshit. You can zero in on principles that have nothing to do with actual fundamental science or hell, principles that are to do with fundamental science but have fuck all to do with fat loss. And what you can do is you can place the thought of magic in people's heads. Now, you're not going to call it magic, obviously, because since we were five years old, we stopped believing in magic. But if you're very clever about the marketing, if you're very clever about the referral, if you're very clever about the selling, well then, very easily, you can manipulate people to believe that this is the product. This is the thing that's going to get you the result. And all you've got to do is drink a shake. Yeah. All you've got to do is drink a shake, but also remove all the things from your diet that you actually love. All you've got to do is reduce your quality of life. Now, with every client I take on, they've come to me. They've paid their money. They've asked their questions. Why? Because they want a better quality of life. They may come to me and on that top surface, it may very well be that they want to fit into the wedding dress. You know, they want to, you know, be able to wear a bikini on the beach. And then behind that goal is obviously the confidence issues. You know, the self-esteem issues, the health issues, the intrinsic motivation, as we touched on in episode 24. But underneath that is quality of life. Every single person on this planet has the same goal. I want my life to be better. Now, whether your life gets better by how you feel about yourself, your confidence, the things you're able to do, whatever, how long you live, you know, the people you're able to spend time with or the things you're able to do, like I said, it all boils down to quality of life. Now, please explain to me how removing all of the shit you enjoy in your life, because we are a species that we are have the luxury of a plethora of tasty foods, millions of different food options, a different food option for every single meal if we wanted to, for the rest of our lives. We are a species that eats not just for fuel. We are a species that eats for pleasure. So now explain to me how removing that fundamental part of being human removing that element that gives us a good quality of life and not to mention you know when you when you spend time with the people you love a lot of the time it's socializing what does socializing involve it involves food it involves drink restaurants you know takeaways so now explain to me how you can have a better quality of life by removing all of those things from your diet and replacing it with some powder that you mix with water and shake up in your lovely fancy shaker Maybe it's even a shaker that has a battery in it and it blends it for you. You push a button and it goes and suddenly you have your shake. Explain to me how that improves your quality of life, which, as you'll remember from the beginning of this part of the rant, was the fundamental fucking principle you began it in the first place.
The fundamental principle you went, I need to go on a diet, was because you wanted a better quality of life. You looked down, you couldn't see your dick anymore, or you didn't feel good about yourself, or your wedding dress wasn't going to fit, and you didn't want to have it adjusted, or it was being adjusted, and you needed to get down to the weight to make sure it could fucking fit. Please explain to me how that initial goal of, I want a better quality of life, I want to achieve this, has led you down the road of, I'm going to drink this powder. Now, of course, to play devil's advocate here, if all you care about is a temporary result and you are more than happy to go exactly back to where you started, most of the time heavier, most of the time worse off, if all you're after is a temporary reduction in body fat, then you fill your fucking boots, okay? You go contact that rep. You pick up their number and you give them a call and you order your powder and you crack the fuck on. But wouldn't you rather lose it and keep it off? Wouldn't you rather be the wife that loses it for the wedding but doesn't do what most wives do? Get comfortable once you're married? Stop trying? Wouldn't you rather not only retain your confidence but continue to improve it? This is what I hate about these diets. This is what I hate about them. They are unsustainable both from a lifestyle and financial perspective. They are misleading. They don't tell you the truth about how they actually work. They don't educate you. They don't get get you to the position where you are in control, where you know why they work and how they work. And so you are in the driving seat. They create dependency. They place you in this position where you are dependent on them for the rest of your fucking days because you don't understand the principles that are behind them. And so you continue to take your magic powder every single time your belt gets tighter. Never truly understanding that the problem isn't you. The problem is the approach that you are taking to a fundamental issue with your movement patterns, your habits, and your relationship with food. Stop putting air in a tire that has a fucking nail in it. Get the puncture repaired and you won't have to keep putting air in it. Don't start a relationship which you know damn well you're going to end. Don't go through all of the pain. Don't go through all of the, the approach, the systematic approach of building a life. When all you're going to do is fuck it all off once a certain date has passed. There are better ways. And this is why I take the approach that I take, not only from a scientific perspective, but this is why the programs that I do center around education and empowerment, giving you the tools so that you can go, I know why that fucking diet works and I know why it doesn't work. I know why you're not going to keep the results. I know what the issues with my own life are. I know what the issues with my own diet are. This is why the programs that I do center around creating good habits. Not unrealistic ones, not turning every fucking person into an Olympian or at least trying to. No. We focus on realism. We focus on you living your life very, very, very closely to how you lived it before you began the program, to how your default is. Keeping all of the ingredients 
that make your life worth living. The socializing, the enjoyment of food, the flavors, the variety, the breadth of life. Why take all of that away just for a lower body fat percentage? Because I promise you, you won't feel confident, you won't feel good. And the first thing you'll do the moment you finish your diet is gorge because you've missed all of these foods that bring such joy to your life. And this is why I do what I do. This is why I take the approach that I take and this is why I'm so passionate about giving people this information for free. This is why I love helping people through this journey because sometimes the knowledge itself Hell, maybe even the knowledge that you've gained from this podcast. The knowledge sometimes isn't enough. Sometimes we need help with the direction. Sometimes we need to know where to start. Sometimes we need some accountability. Because the journey isn't easy. You are trying to undo years of fundamental issues. Years of relationship. Anybody that has been in a relationship for more than 10 years and then suddenly that relationship ends, you feel lost. And so when it comes to changing your fundamental relationship with both movement and nutrition, and in all fairness, your own mindset as well, that isn't easy. We need support. Much like when a relationship ends, we need support from our friends, our family. We need people to talk to. We need someone to tell us we're doing the right thing. We need some kind of direction. The same thing goes when our relationship with our daily habits of exercise, movements, our lives in general, nutrition, our own heads. This is why sometimes we need some guidance. And this is why I do what I do. And this is why I spend my life doing what I do. And why I will continue to spend my life doing what I do until my dying day. Because I'm tired of people being misled. I'm tired of people being suckered down these rabbit holes of bullshit. Being sold these approaches which aren't sustainable. Which aren't realistic. Which don't enforce quality of life. Which are misleading. Make a better choice the next time you're thinking about reducing your body fat. And instead of focusing on everything ahead of you, focus on everything behind you. Why did you get to the state that you are in? Start looking at those issues. Start looking at your relationships. Like I said, movement, nutrition, your own mind. You don't need to overhaul everything. You don't need to focus on the minutiae. What you need to focus on is your daily habits. Folks, half an hour, a little bit longer than planned. Hopefully you enjoyed episode 27. Obviously, a lot of you will notice it's been a double podcast week because I needed to get this one off my chest. Literally after recording episode 26, uh, I jumped in the shower and this podcast popped in my head and the wording of it popped in my head and I just went, you know what? It's got to be done. It's got to be done. I need to get this off my chest. Because this is the fundamental reason that I spend so much time in front of a camera, so much time educating the people I work with and putting videos and posts every single day on Facebook and Instagram. Not because I enjoy social media, because as we touched on in the previous podcast, it can be a demon. 
but because I'm tired of seeing people misled. I'm tired of seeing lives ruined, lives lost actually to an nth degree from people not understanding the fundamental principles of fat loss and not being able to, not, not realizing that it's so much easier than fucking social media, so much easier than these companies make it. Stop subscribing to temporary approaches when what you're dealing with is something which is lifelong, something which is forever. Your relationship with food, movement, exercise, everything is forever. It's for your entire life. So why in fuck's name are you taking a temporary approach to that? So thank you for tuning in. And like I said, when it comes to these podcasts, the way that you guys can inadvertently pay for them, inadvertent commas, if you will, is jump on Apple Podcasts, scroll down to the bottom, give me a review and a rating. It's all you need to do. And by all means, if you want to go the extra mile, if you want to be like fucking incredible and I will love you forever, then do me a favor, just give them a share. Okay, share it, share your thoughts on it. Send this particular podcast, episode 27, send this one round to as many fucking people as you can. I want you to annoy your friends lists by sharing this because people need to hear this. People need to hear this information and to understand that they don't need to focus on these stupid, unsustainable methods anymore. That there's a much, much easier way to achieve the body of your dreams and to improve every element of your life to really enforce that quality of life so thanks for listening and remember i haven't said this at the end of a podcast for a while but it's quite prevalent with this one accept what you cannot change have the courage to change the things you can and the wisdom to know the difference see you on 28